0: What's up everybody? Yes, it's that time of the week again, bitch! It's another episode of Old School, New School Comedy Podcast, and I am your piece of shit host, Christy Miller, and with me this week is a really dear friend of mine. I'm very excited to have him on the show. He has his Patreon, The Do Crew, and he's also a part of Cash Daddies with Sam Tripoli, and you've probably seen him on Showtime or, you know, on any time, really. So give it up for my dear friend, Howie Dewey. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's to be here, man. It's, it's, this place rocks better than that other venue we were just at.
0: Right. But normally, we broadcast from the comic strip live on the Upper East Side, but they were having a, a private event, so at last minute, Howie came out and pulled it out of the bag, and we are at...
1: We're at the Barrel Street House in the cellar. Uh, which I did a lot of recording here during the pandemic. I actually lived in this basement during the pandemic. I had a cot over there, a bed. Nice. Yeah, cell service. It was good. It was That's, a wild year. So it's a dew house. Yeah, this was the do basement, <laughs> man. It was like,
0: it was crazy. It was like being back in jail again. It was by myself. It was wild. Oh, you were in solitary confinement. I was That's down so here. Yeah, below the city. Just <laughs> well, me and the rats. Oh, sexy. That's everywhere, really. Oh. How about during the
1: pandemic? the rats the rats the rats how big did those fucking rats get because there was no food source the restaurants shut down. They were eating each other. They were eating each other and eating the pigeons. No, so I got chased down the street one time by a uh, rat. I thought it was a Rottweiler. Like, it was like... It was a Rottweiler. Yeah, yeah, it was a <laughs> Rottweiler. It was like a 190-pound rat. Just And they're quick, they're, so you got to be careful.
0: They're fucking... They'll, they'll jack you. They're in jack. New York, dude. That's, New York rats. Yeah, but the thing that people don't understand is that rats are part of our ecosystem. The rats and the pigeons, they eat all the garbage that we're too lazy to throw out. Do they really? Yeah, they eat they eat babies too, which you know. Well, some babies deserve babi- it. A lot of babies need to go. Yeah, there's I have a list. Yeah, they <laughs> do, man. Lot, there's one in my. I'm gonna apartment. be your mother right now. I'm gonna move this off of the wiring. Oh yeah, pardon just, our uh, tech. I feel like a child. There you go, darling. You're all ready for school. Yeah, this is perfect, man. I've got my Jewish mom right here. Uh, and I'm not even Jewish. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> That's how long I've lived in New York. I know, right? Because sometimes you forget. Yeah. Like, what is my name? Howie Doostein? Doobomb? It's like I forgot, you know? Dooburg? <laughs> Dooburger. Okay. It could be. Do, so if we put a J in front of it, you would totally own the city. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I'd be like, are you kidding me? You should tell me, about, I'm Howie Dewey. Give me the job. Yeah, I own four, comedy clubs right here in the village all of them yeah all of them that's what i do that's hilarious so tell everybody how how long have you been doing stand-up you know i, I guess officially like 11 years something okay. like that 10 11
1: years okay well somewhere between 10 people are i love the way comics are like there's a date and they're like this is the day i started stand-up april 12th 1973 is the wife. how the fuck do you remember your
0: date how do you remember it? Well, that's like an anniversary. It's like the day, like I remember the day I went on stage. I got married, had a real wife and real kids.
1: And like, if you bet me a million dollars right now that I could remember what day it was, I got married. Well, that's
0: what husbands do. They don't remember anniversaries. It was somewhere between like March and... And, and hell. And August. And today. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, no, it's like, I don't know how you remember. Maybe you can remember the year. When you started doing it, but the day—how do you remember the date that you started doing comedy?
0: I—I, I, you know why? The only reason I remember the day I started doing stand-up was because it was Brad Pitt's birthday. How? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm a chick. That's what we do. It that, was December eighteenth, nineteen ninety-five, and Freddie Soto brought me on stage. December eighteenth, nineteen eighty-five. Nineteen ninety-five. 95. That was the first day you did. Wow, that's amazing. You remember that? I don't know. And I remember nothing else. Yeah, I don't remember anything. Everything's a blur from that day on. I don't remember anything between 85 and. Now? 2000. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. until about three o'clock. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Like, yeah. I don't, you know,
1: I, know I, I was in Newark, New Jersey today, and I got lost, and boy, it was a rough neighborhood. Um, but the cop that thought I was doing a drug deal down there it was cool enough to, like, tell me I get back on the uh, highway to get over <laughs> here. So, literally. Yeah, you can ask. Yeah, Zach McGovern was like right behind me. We had to drive a couple of cars back. That sounds shady as shit, but yeah, it was a legit thing. You know,
0: <laughs> it was for the VMAs. Yeah, everybody. yeah, it was
1: legit. So, but we did get we got lost a little bit in a really rough patch, and I'm like, fuck. You know, there, there's certain spots in Newark. Like, I don't give a Newark. Sh-
0: Newark. <laughs> like Newark Newark like Newark Newark yeah there's, there's all there's, spots in Newark
1: but there's spots where you look at your uh your your map and your map is just like just going in circles. like Because it's scared. Your map is like you're fucked.
0: Your map is scared and it's trying to get out of yeah. there. It's spiraling out of control. Yeah, you're
1: in a, that little place like uh, Chrissy's Strip Joint on the corner. You're in a bad spot. You got to move.
0: Yeah, if you're at my Strip Joint, you got to move. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. You got a little hairy there this morning. You so know?
0: what do you do for the VMAs? So what are you doing with Zach McGovern and the VMAs?
1: You know... We uh basically were picking up a couple cars. The there's a Toyota commercial, uh-huh. and we're just driving the cars around. You know, we're just making sure they get back to the parking deck and back over there where they can use them or whatever. Phil, pretty easy job. It took like an hour, but it pays well. That, what we were doing is so non-relevant to like the world. The, the only good thing is like we literally could pull up, and I'm like I'm here to pick up the cars. And the security's like, what cars? I'm like, the Porsches. Yeah. The fucking Priuses. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, it's not that serious. Yeah, the Prius, those two little silver, the, the two the little- shoe boxes. Yeah, can we yeah. take the, the roller skates? <laughs> the tampon cars on wheels from the movie, whatever, Will Ferrell. I like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like we're there to pick them up. We got to get them out of here. Oh, there's no ID, nothing. When you say that, they're just hoping they can come get them, get them out. Well, they just probably assume you know what you're doing, so- there's all trust we could have sold those things today and like just that you know probably made a couple hundred hey you want a new prius for 500 yeah yeah we, we probably could have gotten in new work definitely
0: oh you could have had the you could have had those serial numbers scraped off in y- 10 seconds yeah. and that thing could have been put into a chop shop oh. and come out a that, real car <laughs> that would have been the move
1: yeah but i'll tell you the new ones the 20 whatever we got they got pickup man they're hybrids
0: they're, oh, they're, they're transition cars? They're transitioning cars. <laughs> trans love, cars matter. I love that. we got to start marching for trans yeah. cars, man. Trans cars
1: matter. Yeah. How much? And, and the funny thing was was they, they, they asked me when we went to pick these things up. Uh, they said, look, make sure there's less than a quarter tank. And I'm like, they're hybrid. So how much is a quarter tank? Yeah, yeah. You know how much? $2 a gas, but $2. I put two bucks in and the needle just went through the roof. I,
0: I mean. Well, it I, is transitioning into a, an electric car. I can't, so. get, I can't get used to this new
1: world with
0: this yeah. shit. It's well, like, it's the hormones they inject into them. So good for them. Good for those cars. Those cars deserve rights too. They have. Oh, I'll tell you, they're clean.
1: <laughs> no diseases in those cars whatsoever. They're clean damn cars. I
0: love that they're Prius. They should be She is, He and They is. That. <laughs> That's our show, folks. Good yeah, night. That's it. That's it. Drop but, it. Drop that
1: mic right there. So that's, fucking funny. That's beautiful. So we did that today, and yeah, you know it sucks. I missed a couple of football games. You know, but I didn't miss a lot. Everybody lost. It's okay. My Jets play tomorrow, though. Oh, my Jets play tomorrow. The, they're gonna lose. It's we, okay. We one, get that. I'm a Raiders fan. We're gonna lose. Monday night, first home game. Lose Buffalo Bills. And Rodgers. I'm on the 50-yard line, nice. man. I'm by myself. I'm going by myself. You're going
0: to the game on the 50-yard line? Yeah, no I got, one's I got, going
1: with you? I got sick tickets. My seats are insane. Like, right 30, 30 feet above, right on the 50,
0: above the Jets, and I'm by myself. I bought one ticket. Yeah. Dude, you're going to have so much fun. I'm going to have a blast. You're going to have so much fun losing sitting next to the 50-yard line. The game's. At you eight, can yell at the players while you're there. The game's at 830, and I was told to show up at 4.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 pumped I'm gonna go see a couple old buddies here I got some Dominican cousins over in one lot that I'm gonna go see they're great they're wild <laughs> best crew you ever want to party with a crew that just is the best time for two or three days party with some Dominicans fucking oh, yeah. love them
0: oh they they're up for seven days straight partying dude they're the best i love those people they man. have strollers she... out at 2 a.m the kids are part six month old babies are partying throwing yeah, yeah. down they, they, they're a fun bunch
1: i went to the jess patriot game last year smoked a joint with a kindergartner we had a blast talked to you. the kid like he's been more th- through more shit than me yeah that's is. <laughs> That's way it is. Welcome to New York. I fucking love New York. It's the greatest it. city on the planet, isn't it? It's just crazy,
0: yeah. Uh, it's a, you can't you can't make shit up here. You cannot make up the things now, that we see. Do you still walk around with the brass knuckles? Yes. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause> why not? <laughs> yeah. Especially at night, like uh, there's pockets of the city that aren't quite done yet back to normal. And, but most of the city's back to normal. I think so. I don't carry them that much anymore. But at night, I still bring them. Like when I go to the clubs in the village, and I like to walk home Just from punch, the village. Punch a fucking comic. Oh, that's who I really want to hit as hey, a fucking comic. Nice set. <laughs> you suck. Boom. Quit comedy. Boom. Dude, what are you doing? Whack. Dude, you know how many? You know I've told people to quit comedy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah me too it's 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 hard not to i've told myself to quit comedy oh i tell myself that three
0: four five times a day
1: a a week yeah yeah no i have i have like you know i had a situation one time uh where i was running a room not because i wanted to because the main dude was like not there and i love him uh but i had situations where you know a comic would get off brutal And just blame the club, the crowd, the other comics who are like real comics. And Mm -hmm. that's like, hey, come here, Jimmy, sit down. It's a little talk. Um, So what job did you have before this? Were you okay at it? Did you ever think about going back? You know, I mean, I'm not telling you to, but yeah, you should. Yeah. Yeah. Go back and make some money. Make something out of your life.
0: Yeah, get out of this. Yeah,
1: because you're gonna be miserable. And any
0: comic to me that blames the crowd can go fuck themselves. Bad crowds are like one in a thousand. I mean, I've had bad crowds where they just every, you know what I mean? Like they're just assholes. Yeah. But it's so fucking rare. It's it's the most rarest thing. It's up to it's up to the comics, and I love these new jacks that blame the fucking crowd. You fucking suck. No, dude, you suck. How do you blame a crowd? They paid money to hear
1: someone laugh. I yeah. mean. I don't know. I mean, I guess in certain neighborhoods, if it's all cousins and, you know, maybe you could have a bad group.
0: But uh no, you know, man, your no. job. Look, if you could, you're good, you can command the room. Bring them back. Bring yeah, them back. You can command a room if you're good. If you're not, then you I've had comics get off because I, I used to judge contests here in the city. Um kim dene used to and julius used to do these contests and they would have me judge and there was a comic that came off stage after the contest and said christy what did you think of my set and all i said to him was quick comedy that was it and i walked away seriously i'm like dude uh, just quick comedy it's not for you yeah i mean i was one that when i first started out i sucked we all did and then except for teddy smith he'll tell you he didn't suck (laughs)
1: I fucking love Teddy. Teddy's the greatest. Yeah. The trooper. I love Teddy, man. <laughs> Teddy's the best. But no, I, I can remember my first, I was brutal. I got a, I got a little, you know, every then I would do a five minute set and, you know, th- 30 seconds would be all right. Um, and But then I started hosting and hosting. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying earlier, I probably hosted three, 400 shows a year. That's all I did. I just hosted. And you get a feeling of this works, this doesn't, this, you know,
0: possibly, I don't know, I suck. I should quit. Maybe yeah. not. But if you're a real comic, we tell ourselves that every day. Yeah. Every day we look in the mirror and go, "You should just fucking quit. Give it up. This it's, fucking sucks. This lifestyle doing? is horrible. It's brutal. There's no payoff. We're just struggling for the rest of our lives yeah. to do what we love. And yeah. and that's what we tell ourselves every day. And then we go on stage at night and murder, and we go, "Oh yeah, that's why I do it." And then we come home and try to kill ourselves again. It's you know, just it's just the law. It's, it's just the cycle. But it's like some of these. Like, hosting, to me, like you know, I hosted for a long time at the comedy store in the 90s and the early 2000s, especially with the, the potluck. Yeah, you were right in it. So, you know, the first hour, we didn't have five-minute sets in L.A. for you guys. When I moved out here and I'm like, open micros, get five minutes? That's scary. That's a lot. And, and L.A., we only got three. So, you had to put up or shut up You got to bring it, bring it hard, you bang, go bang, out there with bang. One, yeah, you got to murder them. So... So imagine in one hour from 7 to 8 o'clock, it's all open micers, three-minute sets, and you have 20 of them to bring up in an hour. So it's, it's like a cycle. So you got to constantly bring them up, down, up, down, up, down. Then the second hour was the employee comics. They got like six minutes each, and there was like 12 of them. And then Mitzi would come in and do her showcases from 9 to 10 and sprinkle in people. But then from there, at 10 o'clock, after you've been on stage for three hours... Then you did your 10-minute set. And then you turned the room over to the pop-ins. Well, that... I kind of like that. It was that, amazing. Because that cuts the fat quickly. Yep. If you don't have
1: three to five well-crafted quick bangers... Yep. Get the fuck out. Yeah.
0: And one thing I learned from Mitzi Shore was that in 30 seconds, she knew if you had it or not. That's
1: like Tripoli always says that. Tripoli's like, well, you got past." And he goes, and she passed you. You could go somewhere and just take a big breath and be like, "Okay, I, I, I I may have a future here."
0: Yeah, when she passed you, like she was like. It was definitely like let the pants go and relax and like, okay, now I, I just, it was like that game on the Prices Right, you know, that, where they're climbing up the mountains and not oh, go yeah. over the top, but like you get over the top, you went and crashed, but it was like you made it to the top of the mountain.
1: Right. At least you felt, okay, I can I can continue breathing through this oxygen mask. Yeah. Because that's comedy, man. It's like, it's brutal. I try to tell other people, like, I'm different than a lot of comedian most I didn't start. I wasn't one of those kids that when I was ten, I want to be a comic. No, I uh, I went to fucking college. I worked a real job, twelve hours a day. I went, I went through a whole a marriage, got divorced, had kids, got kicked in the ball seven thousand times before I started doing comedy. And I, you know, I watched it, entered a contest, lost the contest, and my buddy was like, "You have to go up and do five minutes." I did some stupid. It wasn't jokes. I didn't even know how to tell jokes. I just told some dumb story. Right. Won a little money. Some dude's like, if you ever want to take it serious, you should go to New York or L.A. And and I was like, oh, okay. this looks easy, man. Yeah. This, I'm, I'm going to be. Fuck Bill Burr. I'm a fucking. I'm I'm funny-ish. a legend. I'm funny as shit. <laughs> I came to New York. Oh, my God, man. The first six months. I went home my girlfriend. And, and she goes, how's it? How's it going? I said, let me tell you something. I've known you since third grade, which I have. Mm -hmm. I'm like, do you think I'm funny? And she goes, No, I've I've never thought you were funny. I I really don't even know why you're doing this shit because you're, and like I'm just getting crushed. And it it was the biggest kick. I'm like, this this is not for me. There must be some formula. And and like I told you, literally, I was about to give it up. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get stage time. I sucked. And uh, I did. I fucking blew. Um, Like I did a I did a bringer one night. This is a true story. This is the first real show I ever, not show, bringer show I did. Right. This is like 11 years ago at The Stand. And there's, it's packed. Cause you know, people are bringing, I don't know, their fucking families, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I had like three people there. And my girlfriend was sitting in the back and I, told, I opened up with a joke, which in my life I've told it once. And that was the night I told it. I told it once. I, I said the joke and it was so beyond bad. It, no, it wasn't beyond bad. It was so beyond bad. The whole crowd was silent looking at me, and I heard a scream in the back. Someone went, "Ah, oh, oh my God. And I'm like, fuck. It was my girlfriend. Like She was screaming, laughing, because she was enjoying watching me eat a dick so hard in front of 50 people. She thought that was the greatest thing (laughs) in the world. She's like, I got done, and I'm like, how was it? She was crying, laughing. She was like, Oh my God, you're like the next Richard Pryor. She goes, holy shit, you got to continue to do this just so I can bring my friends to see you. Because I was that bad. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I was so brutally bad. And, and I'll say this, shout out Dustin Chaffin, old Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Uh, he didn't like me. Um, and I was trying to get stage time there and he was like, no, 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 no. And then uh, the stage broke their stage broke like it well it's
0: so state of the art there I'm surprised <laughs> it did you, know, you you get bit <laughs> by a rat or anything but the stage broke and he was like, how quickly can the you The weight capacity of the stage is 13 pounds. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They have a lot of anorexic chicks crushing it on that stage.
0: But I came in. I fixed the stage in one day. We finagled.
1: I want 10 spots. Two, five, three. I got four. I sucked on all four. That was horrible. Dude, the best. Wonderful. Thank God for your carpentry skills. And I wasn't one of those guys, I wasn't one of those comics that was like, whatever, I, I crushed. I was like, no, I sucked. I sucked I sucked at the 7.30 show. I sucked at the 10 o'clock, and I was worse at the midnight. <laughs> I was that guy. I came off stage one time, and I knew I bombed. I right. bombed so bad. I bombed with like 17 jokes right in a row. Oh, my God. And I, and I walked back, and it was Dustin and it was Giannis Papas, and it was Mike Britt was standing up. Oh, I, love, know, was, I love Mike Britt. He was near oh. one of the funniest fucking guys. God, I've ever I love seen that life. guy. And and Dustin looked at me. He goes, "Hey man," he goes, "I like the way you're working." He goes, "Amazing set, keep it up." And I looked, and, and as soon as he said that, fucking Mike Britt just went. Fucking like, gosh, they were all laughing at me so hard because I was that bad. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, he was crying, laughing. And, like, I'm like, that's fucked up. And they were laughing so hard. They knew it. They knew I bombed. They knew I knew it. And they were just busting my ass. Like, but if you said that to a kid today,
0: he would probably run out in front of traffic. Like... Or he would either run out in front of traffic or he would tell you you were wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. And I'm he's really, funny. I'm and really you don't good. get it. And I have 100,000 followers. My my aunt, who helped me with my Instagram, she
1: says I'm really funny. You know that pancake joke I have? and crushes.
0: Yeah. I shared a video that went viral. So I'm funnier than you. Okay. Get <laughs> in second. Gotta.
1: You get that. Oh my God. It's amazing God, how I can't with these kids. Th- I,
0: I I've turned into my mother. The kids today. You know, <laughs> that's what this podcast should be called the kids today and just bitch about the kids yeah it's so hilarious
1: well, you know what it is it's it here's the problem you've been around you know the deal you just, stand up is different than anything else. it's not acting nope it's not improv nope it's not social media nope it's you on stage with a with a dark room like this with however many 50 60 150 people you're by yourself Yeah, and it's your thoughts and your own words. And if you don't put those thoughts and words
0: together in a proper way, they're gonna bomb. You're gonna eat a dick, man. It's different with a play or a song as a musician or with an improv troupe where you have stuff prepared for you and you can lean on people or hide behind a character or a song or an instrument. It's you against the world. And that's what people, they, they think our craft is so fucking easy. So I tell hey. them, people like, uh, people think, because every time I go on the road or something, it's like, oh, you're a great, they, oh, people tell me I should do stand-up and I go, really? Then do it. Yeah. You think you're that great? <laughs> then do it. Go, yeah. go. I, I dare you. I dare everybody out there to do stand-up. I think, I think instead of like, you know how the Israelis put, you have to go into the army when you graduate college, 18. high school at yeah. 18? I think people, when they graduate high school, have to go on the road as a comic and they have to get the, these shithole rooms and work these rooms and feel how it feels to be fucking shit on and rejected and yelled oh, at and, and make heckled 60 bucks in, in a year
1: yeah Quit your, drive, quit your UPS driving uh, because you're the funniest brown guy out there. Yeah, you kill it in the truck yeah. with the yeah. guys in the break room. Yeah, crush that. quit that $120,000 a year plus benefits job and, yeah, come into a basement in New York and, and and get a bottle thrown at you. And, you know, maybe make $30, $40.
0: Yeah, and live in the dream is what I always say. <laughs> oh,
1: it's like, oh, my God. And I just kept, I don't know why I kept going. I'm like, what am I doing? And I would come home every night, and my girlfriend would be like crying, laughing, like, how'd you do it tonight? Oh my God, you suck. You you know, and then we'd go over jokes and she'd be like, and she would give me one. I'm like, no, I'm not telling you. I I can't say the N word on stage. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not. No. And her brother, whole family, because they're black, they're like, Howie, you'd be the only white comic. Do it. You got to do it. I'm like.
0: No. You would get
1: murdered. No. I've never said that word in my life anyways. And and I used to go to family reunions on my girl's side. And uh, she's half black, half uh, terrorist. Bin Muhammad. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd go to family. Does 9/11 reading. hurt her feelings?
1: <laughs> we we got to be in different rooms. She's like celebrate. She celebrates. So I'm like,
0: <laughs> she's like, woohoo! We're getting plane tickets today. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, but I will tell you this: the plane ticket thing. Uh-huh. So we we got together 11 years ago. Right. And I'm in Atlanta. She's up here. We're, we're talking about what we're gonna do. Move down here, up there, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're in at Atlanta airport. It's a true story, and. This is before the fast pass, easy pass, uh, clear, right. none of that shit. Right. So we're flying from Atlanta to uh, New- uh, Newark. Okay. And she said, real quick, she said, listen, we're going to probably get stopped. They're going to ask me for, they're going to pull me aside. I'm like, why? And she, and I've known her since third grade. Right. But her middle name, Uh-oh. literally on her license, it says Bin Muhammad. Oof. I'm not going to say her last name, but. Uh, so I'm like, they're going to pull you. She goes, they always do. They're going to ask me a couple questions. And I start laughing. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I, uh, that's going to be holy. So I'm right behind her. We get right up. This big black lady says, uh, could you come over here for a second? It'll take a second. I ask you a couple questions. She's born in Brooklyn. We, we graduated right. high school together. All right. I start cracking up laughing. I'm like, this is. So I step back like six feet. And she turns around. She's like, fucking get up here and the lady said he's with you she like she looked at me like nypd racist yep. fucking cop right and she's like yeah he's with me and she's like okay all right you guys are just this will take a second so two guys come over they start asking her questions right guy comes over to me and he said tsa he says how long have you known her and i was like you mean like sexually or...
0: Or just as
1: an acquaintance? He goes, how long have you known her? I'm like, what the fuck? I go, we met, actually, truthfully, we're like eight years old. I've known her for decades. Like We met when we were eight. And he goes, seriously? I pulled out my phone and I showed a picture of she and I in third grade. I had the fucking worst looking turtleneck on i look i mean i look like i was always
0: about the man my turtleneck was hideous i don't want a blue
1: turtleneck on me i looked like my mom was shopping me out to priests like
0: it was so bad well like that's a bad thing well i mean in my town it happened a lot listen it beats putting money in the basket when they pass it good night (laughs) yeah the the (laughs) priests don't pay yeah Oh, the moms do. Yeah, moms do. <laughs> and the kids do, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids. Can you still sit after all these years? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm getting sore. At least you're cute enough to yeah. get you know. What? Well, yeah, pasted. I had kind of a bowl cut. I looked I don't know.
1: I yeah. mean, when I put on my mom's lipstick, I probably look better. But she literally the guy asked me, he goes, How long have you known her? And I said, you know, I've known her since third grade. It's been decades. He goes, Listen, you're good. She's gave me good you guys can go through. And I looked at the agent and I said, Let me ask you a question. Where do you think she was before third grade? He goes, I go, 'Cause don't they start those little fuckers early? <laughs> <laughs> the, the TSA guy goes, That's fucked up. I'm like, Yeah, it's kinda of fucked up. So you're asking me about this stuff right now. I'm not gonna it back in your face, asshole. I'm like, dude, look how I look like Trump's son for Christ's sakes. And you're asking me? I'm like the Jesus. retarded one? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what was worse was like, these were like TSA, black TSA agents in Atlanta. And man, my girlfriend was pissed. She was pissed. She was going to town upset. And I'm like, well. Change your name. I was like, your people did do a few things over here. Oh, i over there, you. (laughs) She's like, my people? I was in fucking third grade in the same shithole school as you were. I'm like. Yeah, well, my name only has two names in it, not (laughs) seventeen. So yeah, that that was a true story, though, man. It was wild. It was really wild. That's hilarious. I used to go to family reunions, and the whole black side of her family would, they would have bets Mm -hmm. on who could get me to say the n-word. Hilarious. No, they would literally. That's a real. They had a pool. Yeah, they had a pool. Yeah, and her brother would be like, yo, Howie. He would come over and put out like Biggie Smalls tunes. Right. He'd be like, Howie, sing it, sing it. <laughs> Tricking uh, and, uh, you. If you don't know, now you know. And his, his name was Norton. I'd be like, Norton. He'd be like, oh, come on, man. Seriously, he goes, I'll split this with you. Just say it. <laughs> oh, I swear to God. He would be like, I'll split it. <laughs> Just say so it. Yeah. That's
0: so funny. Yeah.
1: And great. I never did. I had a situation when I was in like second grade. I came home and my father was a psycho. Sure. And uh, he came home one day for no reason. He said, uh, here's the thing. Uh, he goes real quick. He goes, if, if I ever hear of anybody in this town telling me that you said the word, mm-hmm. he goes, don't come home. He goes, I'll kill you. My dad said I was like eight. And I'm like, OK. He goes, look at me in your life. That word can never come out of your mouth ever. Well, that's sweet. Uh, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a bird. <laughs> like, I had no idea that That's that meant hilarious. a black person. Like, I'm like, uh-huh. It, it, like, two years later, I'm playing baseball, and I heard one of my buddies say it. And I was like, whoa. Dude, you're not you're not supposed to say that, yeah. right? He's like, what? I'm like, I can't say it, man. My fucking father, I can't go home. And, like, they were like, what? And I had no idea what it was, what it meant. What the so funny. Until this day, my dad, until this day, he's like, yeah. I'm like, that was kind of messed. Dad, you told me you were going to kill me. I was eight. He was like, well, I hope it uh, served you somehow in life. And I'm like, yeah, I've never said it. I never said it. Yeah, but that's that's why you never said it, because your dad threatened your life. That's great. I'm the one white dude. I can honestly say there's not a human on this earth that has ever, I've said some bad shit, horrible stuff, but no one's ever heard me say that word ever. I've never said it. I don't know if it's awesome, but it's true.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: My girlfriend's family didn't think so. They were like, Fucking say the goddamn word. Say yeah. the word so we can get paid.
0: I say it hilarious. They just want you to say it to cash. My girlfriend, in, her brother, her
1: brother was like, me. Howie one high. Just say it. And he told me, say it like this. And it won't sound like it. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm not going to it. And he was a security guard for the LA Lakers. That's so- Died of COVID. God bless him. Great oh, guy, bless man. Well the first guy. I met him before I met my girl. Um, but he was a great dude, man. But and funny as, shit. but yeah, they would they were setting me up during this whole wedding uh reunion. And every, I had guys I didn't know, they'd come out like, Yo, what's up, my yeah, trying to. And I'm like, No, you're in on it, yeah, yeah, they're all in on it, yeah. The pool was like 725 bucks, man, from what I heard, <laughs> yeah. I never said it though, <sighs> and even my girl, even my girlfriend was like. Say it once because he's going to give us 370. Yeah. So just say it. And I'm like, nah, man, nah.
0: No, you, now you can't because the no! pool is so high. Dude, no. No, because the pool is so high, you can't. Fuck them. They don't. Nobody gets the money. You go 40
1: years without tossing that one out there in your sleep? No, I'm, I'm going to die without <laughs> saying that one. I'll get a tattoo on my dick of like the Rolling Stones before I say that word.
0: Well, when you die, I'm going to carve it into your coffin.
1: That would be fun. And
0: put it on your tombstone. That would be funny. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah that that's what be. I'm going to do. And yeah. so just just know that you're going to be buried with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be okay. Everybody'll love that. Yeah.
1: And the best was my my girlfriend's mother. She called me that three times a day. Yeah. She called me that uh-huh. three times. How are you, mother? Get your yep. yeah. And I'm just like, oh god. Ah. Oh. I know. Yeah.
0: I've been called it so much because I because you know I worked with Paul Mooney. Yeah. All my friends were black. And they just treated me like them, and it's so funny. And Teddy Smith calls me that like a hundred times a day. Yeah. I'm in his phone as that. I mean... It's hilarious. He's in my phone as Tedward L. Smith of the Riverdale Smiths. That's hilarious. He <laughs>
1: that is a funny motherfucker, Yes, man. he
0: is. Oh, my God. I love you. So, um, you actually work in stand-up. You open for... He's your best friend, but someone I've known since he first came to L.A. when he had long hair and looked like a girl. Tripoli? Yeah. <laughs> So, you work with Sam Tripoli, who I absolutely love, like Dude. I love him so much, and uh, he's uh you know he's from Cortland, New York, yeah,
1: went to Cortland High School, which there's not a high school in this country that has more three eyed seven fingered no, it's a mutant town. And because I went to Cortland State University, I went to the college in his town. <laughs>
0: they have a I, college there.
1: it's fucking Red Dragons, we're the best.
0: We play, uh we, we're the, we're the Red Dragons. I played ball. I played basketball. It Should be then. the Red Flagons. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a red flag going in that place. <laughs> Cortland State is the greatest. I mean, I. Trans- what was your theme song? The Deliverance tune? I don't fin- really near, had near, one. near 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 I, near near
1: near <laughs> near. Well, no, the college had like the college is almost New York, Long Island. Like I'm from Upstate. I'm from. Like up near uh Saratoga, Albany. Mm-hmm. But Sam was born and raised, he was spawned in that mutant town. Right. Which and makes perfect <laughs> sense. His father I love his red. father owned a couple properties that he rented out to the college to. His father was a, lo- a landlord. We all knew his dad. Right. We all he taught at the local high school. Hilarious. And uh yeah, when we got talking the first time we ever met and we started talking, and I'm like, you know, so you know, I'm like, you know the you know the Lumpy brothers. He goes too. They live right down there. Lumpy Brothers were two <laughs> twins, but they had lumps all over their heads oh and faces. Oh my God! Because of the inbreeding. Dude, I'm like, you, I'm like, do you know, do you know Flipper? No, really, the inbreeding. I'm like, you know, Flipper. Flipper had two arms like cut off here. She'd walk around. Um, yeah, we had like through every person that there was so it was like a circus that town. And, and and that was his hometown. And uh,
0: oh my god! Oh, Sam's great, man. Sam you know? is hilarious. He makes me pee my pants. Yeah, like, yeah. He he used to one of my favorite old bit like this. You know, was his uh his uh, uh what was it? The handicap stripper. Oh my god! Remember that bit? Oh, oh
1: when she came out of her wheelchair and she'd like, work
0: the pole and smack. Oh, I can't. And he don't. would work the fucking mic stand. I would die.
1: And you know that's no that really
0: happened because yeah. you know Sam, it's real yeah it's yeah. It, yeah it's Tripoli is the best Sammy I love you and I miss you so funny bastard man up he gets him. so mad at me <laughs> he gets so pissed at me. but he'll, he'll tell me about his uh his theories and uh and I'll be like hey, did you get hit in the head this morning well he is from Cortland New York so I it's do. part of the inbreeding he's, I'll he's, tell you a funny let, let me tell great. you a funny Tripoli awesome. story that I don't even know if Sam would even know this we used to do like back in the 90s you know late 90s we used to do like the coconut teaser on Monday nights we had a mic there it was me him Hatchell Marie, Eric Marino and and uh, who were the other guys there was a whole motley crew of us and uh, that were like rolled together and then we would branch out and do like coffee shops and laundromats back then because it was like the dark days of comedy yeah. when nobody was going out we beg people we'd hand out comedy store tickets go to hotels you know begging people to come to the shows so we used to do a show at the Hustler Cafe, which was Larry Flint's bookstore slash coffee shop. On uh, West Hollywood. Yeah, it was on Sunset Boulevard. All right where it is. It's yeah, still, they still got a store right there. Yeah, I, th- I thought th- I heard it closed down. Maybe it did. I don't know. Who cares? But so we used to do uh, uh, an op- a mic there on I think it was Wednesday nights or something. And one night. You know, we're there. Mooney come Paul Mooney comes with me because I was like his kid. And he's like, I'm going to come watch you. I go, oh, it's a coffee shop, Paul. You know, I'm coming with you, homie. So we go there and Tripoli's on stage before I go up and Mooney's watching him going and he looks at me and he goes, He's t- he's not white, cause he's talking about being white. He goes, he's Armenian. Honey, is he blind? He's not white. He's, he's Armenian. Hell yeah, he and is. we're dying. I'm crying laughing because Mooney is clocking him. He's oh, it's he's not white. What is he thinking? You so stupid, you dumb motherfucker. Thinks he's white. See, they all wanna they're all trying to pass and then <laughs> I go up, did my thing, and then Mooney went up. He wanted to go up. So Mooney went up and just roasted everybody and then walked off stage. I could not stop laughing because we're standing in the back and Triple E's doing his thing. He goes, What? He's not white. That's, oh, that's it was funny, so great. Yeah. I'm like I I was choking laughing so hard. So Yeah, LA back in the day. Geez, it, it's weird those stages that. that, that, we, that place the went la- through. we used to do laundromats in Silver Lake. It was insane. Like, we were doing anything to get stage time. Yeah. And then we developed a room at gay clubs, so I had a huge thing at the gay clubs, and then the comedy store started to come up again a little bit. Yeah,
1: young comics, you have no idea how good you have it in New York City. You, you got that, only that, that stupid bad slab. Of sh- you, there's like
0: a hundred open mics every day. <laughs> not only do they not realize how good they have it yeah. now with that, with the mics and how many places you can go up now, but they also d- like how hard it was in the 90s starting out and, and honing your craft when the comedy scene was dead. Nobody was going to clubs. Yeah. So we had to create shows and create venues and we didn't have social media nah. to market ourselves. We had flyers and windshields and word of mouth, yeah. and and just pounding the pavement, like they have no like. I feel like I, when I was your age, we walked one way to the comedy store with those shoes in the snow, you know. Well, plus it was plus like L.A. You got the fucking transportation problem. Yeah, we have. You had to have a car or you were dead. Yeah, get from Burbank
1: to West Hollywood. Seven days. Uh, I, <laughs> so my first time I ever did shows there, Sam had a show. Right next to the comic store, it was, I don't remember the name of the place. And uh, he was like, I got you on at 1015. I'm like, cool, because I'm doing flappers or whatever at nine, right. whatever. We got in the Uber. I'm like, uh, I gave myself plenty of time to get there. We should be there in like, you know, 35 minutes, right? Because it's only like seven miles. I don't know, whatever. The guy's like, dude, it's going to be an hour and 30 minutes. We're, I'm like, what? So I called him up and I'm like, I'm not even close. He goes, yeah, that's,
0: that's you LA. can only do certain amount of spots yeah, in LA you night. Can't, you better be in why, the same spot. You, that's why, like, if you're at the store, like, you'd park it, you were there. Like, you were at the comedy yeah, yeah. store. That was it. And if you're at the improv, you were at the improv. And if you're at the Laugh Factory, you could get to the Laugh Factory from the comedy store pretty easy because it's just down sunset, but you had to walk. You weren't driving. You go down the hill and up the hill. Yep. You go by the Rainbow Bar, bar and Grill on the right. Well, the rainbow was uh, more west. The Laugh Factory was east.
1: You got the... Oh, that's right.
0: Cause you yeah, got the rainbow the was farther down south. Sun- the rainbow was towards the Viper Room. And the Whiskey Go-Go and, the, and well, all that. You got the, the, the...
1: Right? Am I right? The Whiskey Gogo. Go-Go... The Viper Room, and then up the hills, the Rainbow
0: Bar and Grill. Yeah, it's all in that. It's that's west. That's yeah. towards Doheny. Okay, the other way is we're, uh, we're east of La Sienega
1: uh, You could tell my time in LA. I did a good <laughs> job with directions. I don't. <laughs> I'm I,
0: from there, so I know every block. Like every block is numbered, and the, depending on the number of the address on the building, you knew exactly what the cross street was. And I've been there like fifty
1: times. I've never seen a number on any building, and I've gotten lost quite a bit. I'm sure you have, going, especially going up those steep hills right yeah. behind the uh-huh. uh, yeah. behind
0: the store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, yeah. insane. Yeah, it's it's it Mitzi had a house up there called Christel, <laughs> really? which was that house was insane. But um, but I always like to, and I'm so glad you're on the show because it's so much fun to hang out with you, and we have Hell to do yeah. more shit together because we have fun. I love to wrap up the show with two questions that I always love to ask because I love to hear what everybody's answers is and everybody has lists of these things so the first question I always like to ask is is there a bit a comic has done that made you go mother fuck that's brilliant I wish I had written that
1: yeah I did one a couple uh, about a year ago um... good
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: good night <laughs> Dude, there's so many good bits. Like, right? God damn it, man. Like, I mean, look, man, you got, you know, you got guys like uh, George Carlin, Pryor, Chappelle, uh, whatever, man. Uh, just, just do one of the bits if you know it by heart. I, no, I don't know any bit by heart, but um, like, dude, Mike Britt's got one about like oh, trying, to, Brit. Uh, trying to be on a cell phone and tell his wife where he is. And like she has the tracker or something, and she like knows what like billboard he's near. (laughs) And like it fucking just gets cold out of the way he tells it, man. It's like I almost pissed myself one night. I was laughing so hard. Like, and I'll tell you, I'm one of those that like. I don't know. It's tough to make me laugh, but there's certain comics that just yeah just that you are, just lose it. Yeah, man. Like he's definitely one of them.
0: Yeah, Britt is. Mike Britt is so fucking hilarious. It makes me sick how funny he is. Yeah, he's got to be one of the most underrated. Yep.
1: Like, cause I'm sorry, man. I like I I I go to see some guys that have a billion followers on Instagram and I and I watched their mediocre thirty minute hour special and I'm like, wow.
0: Yeah. How? I was honored one night at Greenwich Village Comedy Club and uh it was like the early show and then the next show was getting ready and Britt was standing in the back by the bathrooms. And you know from the stage you could see that one little piece of light. You could see who's standing there. And I was doing my old Kardashian bit and I literally saw Mike Britt fall over. From laughing and I was like, I'm funny.
1: I saw him fall over from laughing too, and that was the night I bombed being so (laughs) fucking bad like it was like I shit and he was crying. But that was laughing at you. He was crying. Oh, he was one hundred percent laughing so hard at me like uh That was one of those like, man, Mel, no, you shouldn't
0: quit, but you should. <laughs> but you may want to think about it.
1: <laughs> Maybe think about it.
0: Oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So, and then the other question I like to ask is because I opened for Paul Mooney for so many years, and Paul would actually wrap up his set with street jokes, and he would Mooneyize them, like he'd change it around and make it a, a Paul Mooney street joke. What is your go-to street joke that you like to tell? Oh.
1: God, that is so hard, man. Um, (laughs) Because right now I have one. Here's my problem with street jokes. I'll hear great ones and I can never remember them. I can't remember them. I have like this weird thing in my head where like I played high school and college basketball and I was pretty good. And guys will say, do you remember that night we played you? And I'm like, shit, I know I was there. I know I had 18 points, and it's so
0: weird. I don't remember a goddamn thing, man. That's well, because you were in the moment. That's why. I don't know. It's, no, because it's, I have a lot of those days at the store that I don't remember. I remember being there. I remember the situations, but I don't remember being there in those situations. Right. <laughs> so, there, there was a
1: joke. There was a joke one. a girl told me, and she's a bartender, and she said, <laughs> "She goes, what do you call a one-armed girl?" What? I don't know. I can't remember the goddamn punchline, man. Oh, but, my God. But she said a... Uh, <laughs> Fuck! What was it? Because <laughs> it was good. No, basically she said, what do you call a one girl? And you say, oh, I got it.
0: Okay. All right. What do you call a one-armed girl? I don't know. Eileen. That's a one-legged girl. Okay. What do you th- call a woman with one leg? Eileen. Okay, then let's switch it. Let's start over. What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs in a pool? Bob. Good night. No, what do you call a one-legged girl? Eileen. And what do you call an Asian one-legged girl? Irene! Good night! (laughs) No! I'm so excited. God damn it. Yes. I'm
1: so glad we all, because I would have gone home and fucking smashed yeah. my head. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yes. People. That was it. Oh.
0: And on that note, thank you Howie Dewey for being here on old school, new school comedy and tell everybody where they can find you on the socials. You can find me at Howie under slash Dewey, uh,
1: Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh fucking Facebook, whatever. Uh, Howie Dewey There's not a lot of Howie Dewey's out there. H-O-W-Y-E D-E-W-E-Y. Look at no, join Cash Daddy's podcast. Yeah. You make some cash. Fucking look at Quentin. He still looks homeless, but uh, he's, he's working as way He's the bar manager up. here. Yeah, he's bar He'd Go manager. back in
0: the basement, you fucking <laughs> maniac. He'd go back there and jerk <laughs> off on a rat, you fucking freak. All right. That's been another edition of Old School, New School Comedy. Quinn's in the back jerking <sighs> off. How, this is Howie Dewey. I'm Christy Miller. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this show. Yeah. We love you. See you next week, bitch. Bye. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, up time, it's up time.